2: Hi, everybody. This is Laurie Handlers, and you're listening to another episode of Sex and Happiness, a show about sex and happiness. And today I'm excited. I'm very excited because the topic is going to be about something near and dear to my heart. Actually, I've just been talking about this in the last couple shows about healing the gender divide, about how women and men need each other and have to come together. And in my last show, Uh, I spoke about the sacred masculine rising with Daniel Fox. And in my show before that, I spoke about the history of this thing and how it happened and some quick fixes with Reverend goddess Charmaine. So I'm on this subject, like this subject is the only thing these days that's actually mattering to me besides the things I'm usually into, you know, which has to do with healing the core wound and also radical life extension those are my subjects but this keeps capturing my attention and so did this person so let me tell you who she is and then we're going to go right into our topic her name is Jane Nguyen and she is a heart I probably didn't say that right she is a heart activated woman lover of life author and empowerment coach for women her mission is to educate empower and help women deeply surrendered to their own desires pleasures and bring back the sacred union from within so and our topic today is like where are all the wonderful men where are all the great men and i read jane's post on a group on facebook and i was so moved i was i just was catapulted out of my seat i wrote to her immediately and i said jane thank you for posting this and um, I want you to be on my radio show like right away. And so she wrote back. So here she is, Jane. Welcome. And I say your name for me again. So I pronounce it right.
1: <laughs> um, it's Jane Nguyen. Um, yeah. I don't know it, exactly how to say
2: that. It starts always, with an N and it has a G. <laughs> if
1: most people don't know. Um, I'm background with Vietnam, Vietnamese. So um, we've got a n- in our, um, in a way that we say things, but you guys don't have it. So it's so totally not okay.
2: nine. Nguyen, Yes. Nguyen. Nguyen.
1: Yep. Yeah.
2: There you all go. Right. Well, we're going to at the end of the show, we're going to spell it. <laughs> so that Everybody will be able to get a hold. Of yep. You. So you wrote this piece on where are all the men? And you put very riveting photographs of beautiful, soulful, uh, present, powerful men along with a post. And I don't even know how I got into that group that it was on. I think somebody tagged me. I don't really know how I ended because I'm not active in that Facebook yeah. group. But I saw your post and I just was like, oh, who is this woman? I got to get her on my show. <laughs>
1: And so, thank you so much for the opportunity to be here. <laughs> you're so welcome.
2: And and you're in and where you're based in Australia, right?
1: Yeah, I'm in Australia in Melbourne and I don't know about you, but today it's freezing cold in Melbourne today.
2: Um, oh, it's I'm in Phoenix, Arizona. It's very warm. <laughs> but I just came from Australia. I just I wasn't in Melbourne. Yeah, you
1: were at Taste of Love. I actually saw um I was actually at the event as well. And I saw you for so the moment. You said, Oh, I'll come on, Michelle. I'm like, yes, of course, of course I will. Yes.
2: Yeah, so here we are. Yeah. So it was a great festival and now I'm home and you're still in Australia, which I'm, I am made an imprint on me. So I'm coming back, but here's, let's talk about this subject because yeah. it's so critical now. And so First of all, how did you get so um passionate? You you said to me in a couple of emails or maybe you said in the post, you know, you weren't always as open and surrender-hearted, I'm going to call it. You weren't yeah. always you didn't always see the beauty in men who are everywhere. So how were you before and how did you get like this?
1: Um so you know Long story short, I came from a background, um, where my family was quite abusive. So there was a lot of traumas around men. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I grew up and then attracted a man in my life that was also quite abusive, um, and spent six years of my, you know, from 16 to 21 in, in that relationship. So when I walked out that relationship, there was a lot of woundings so that I actually have to go back in and heal so that I could attract, um, you know, some great men and when I started my relationship with my now husband we've been together close to 10 years now um in the beginning it was really amazing and then we hit a rough path in our relationship where I didn't know what was going on I read all the books you know I had coaches and mentors but nothing seemed to be working and then I started learning about masculine feminine energies and then I realized, oh my God, like, of course, of course, the, the dynamics was wrong and I wanted to him to be more masculine so I could surrender and be feminine. I was running on adrenaline all the time. So I had a lot of expectations on him to step up, to men up, to support me. And I felt so disappointed that he couldn't
3: Mm -hmm.
1: um and i you know when i talk about it's like a lot of women really resonate because they want the men to step up to men up so that they could then surrender and just be in feminine because when it when we are you know in our feminine we flow and we you know radiate yeah yeah so for a long time i just I was projecting a lot of those insecurities and expectations on my husband. And there was a point in my relationship where he couldn't handle any of that anymore. Um, And then we talked about, you know, whether, you know, we should separate or, you know, do something about it. And that's when I went deeper because I thought, there's got to be a way because you know right in front of me is this beautiful amazing man but yet some somehow I still feel like something is missing and I'm searching for it outside of me Mm -hmm. and um yeah so that started this whole quest and you just Uh, came
2: to this but oh you couldn't have come to this by yourself maybe you I mean how did you like do you remember the day like you came to it like it just went clunk like uh-oh this is really my wounding and my inner stuff like how, yeah or did a coach did you s- discover that w- it, in the presence of a coach or just you woke up into it
1: um so i had a lot of coaching um which talked a lot about self love admitting your needs um but then dancing eros so i i became pregnant not long after that and then journey of motherhood just opened a whole kettle of worms for me <laughs> um, to really look at all the weanings around feminine. And through this discovery around feminine, I came across that piece of how can I surrender more into my feminine? And I then realized that I wanted and was seeking this masculine presence in my life so I could deeply surrender. And through that, I then, you know, I then went to another retreat, which um, goes deeper into masculine archetypes for women. Mm -hmm. Um, And, yeah, it just, it's one thing led to another, just going through different um, embodiment workshops and things like that. It just, each workshop gave me a piece of the information of the puzzle And I slowly put them together. And um when I wrote these these posts, um, it like I was sharing like it didn't learn all in one sitting. It took like about three weeks. Because I you know, something just came through me and I go, Okay, I gotta write this. Um and I just recorded that on my phone and then a few sitting and then finally I just go, Okay, I feel I've got everything I need to write, and I just wrote that. So and I, what, so yeah,
2: he, the bottom line now about it is, if I could paraphrase you or like summarize yeah. it is, we're trying to project onto men we women who are, who like men, mm. uh, women who don't like men so much but relate to men, we're trying to project onto men that which is lacking in ourselves. And like, we're trying to make them make us safe and validate us and, you know, be, support us and be there for us and listen and do all these things when in fact, all those missing pieces can be found within and if yes. we stop projecting it out, then actually we have space to have, to relate. Is yes. that, is that it? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um... I, well, you know, through this work you know that we've both got the masculine and feminine and for a lot of women um, our feminine energy is quite activated but not so much our masculine energy.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: through And because of that we then seek out what we have not yet activated within us because it's just a reflection of the missing piece of the puzzle within us. And when I um what came to me actually was when I was quite emotional one day and I was with my husband and I thought, oh, can you just be present for me and not trying to fix? <laughs> I <think> it's, and <laughs> it's, it's it's quite a normal thing, I think, for a lot of men because they like, they don't want you to get upset and they just want you to be happy. So they're trying to fix and solve the problems so that you can all be good and happy, you know, happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And then my husband just voiced it and he said, um, it's actually not fair that you dump all this shit on me by default. And that just hit home.
2: Wow. What an enlightened man. How did, I mean, he must have been taking it for a while and then he just, just probably decided one day I'm going to say something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm really grateful that he's been on his journey with me. Um, yeah. And at times I like, ask him, like, you know, am I a lot? And he's like, yeah you a lot but not too much <laughs> oh my
2: god um, that's great! we we need to take a little break here when we yeah. come back um, we're gonna t- we're gonna talk about like some of the things that you mentioned in the piece you know some of the ways that women project stuff on men, and um we're gonna paint a portrait so that everyone listening will either see herself 60 percent of my listeners are women and um and then, you know, for those men who are listening or those people who are trans but also not safe because they project stuff onto the masculine and feminine of their partners, even if they're not choosing to be a particular gender, everyone's got this inside and everyone's missing something. Yes. Until we wake up. So, um, so we're going to get into some of that. So if you just tuned in, you're listening to Sex and Happiness And we're discussing something today that could really affect your sex and happiness. So I'm hoping that you stay tuned. I'm interviewing Jane, and I'm going to say her name the way I can. (laughs) I don't know if I said it right then either, but we are going to spell it later. And Jane, has she's an author who's written this amazing post and probably other posts that I saw on Facebook having to do with where are all the great men? Where are all the wonderful men? Where are the men? And um, it caught my attention. So hopefully today is catching yours. We'll be right back. Hi, everybody. This is Lori Handlers, and I want to talk to you today about an Eastern European tour where I'm going to be teaching Tantra all along the way of the tour. Now, many of you know that I did Tantra Tourists, a film where I took people to India, and I taught Tantra on the bus and at the Taj Mahal and all these places. So now I'm bringing people to Eastern Europe. And my tour is 14 nights, 15 days at four-star hotels, and it's land only. And uh, the cities we're going to hit are Prague, Budapest, Roving, Zadar, Wien, Zagreb, Split, Dubrovnik. And I'm very excited about it. The only place I've been of all those places is Dubrovnik long ago. So if you've never been to Eastern Europe, and you'd like to see those places, you'd like to start in Prague and end in Dubrovnik and learn Tantra along the way, I welcome you to come and join me. You can be a couple or you can be a single, it really doesn't matter. All meals are included, all hotels are included, and it's gonna be exciting for me because I've never been there. And I know that it'll be exciting for you too. You'll be able to learn as you tour. So to find out more, you need to go to this website, sacredsensualgetaways.com. That's sacredsensualgetaways.com. And click on Meet the Instructors, click on Laurie Handlers, and come with me. The tour that I'm talking about starts on June 16th and goes to June 29th. Perfect time for Europe. So join me. I look forward to hearing from you. You can write to me, by the way, for more information at laurie at butterflyworkshops.com. That's L-A-U-R-I-E at butterflyworkshops.com to find out more about the stores.
0: Please join me in Eastern Europe. It's going to be great. Are you wondering what book to read to jumpstart your life? Get the best from relationships? Attain the deepest feelings of intimacy? Do you want the best sex along with great happiness? Get your copy of Sex and Happiness, The Tantric Laws of Intimacy by Lori Handlers right now. You'll learn how to make love in the unknown, take the performance anxiety and reaching a goal out of sex. You'll learn subtle ways of communication and really important practices to empower you when dealing with an intimate partner. You'll let go of blame and struggle doesn't this sound great? Sex and happiness puts the innocence back into sex and gives Tantra the respect it deserves. Take charge of your life, physically, emotionally, and spiritually with Sex and Happiness by Lori Handler's only 19 paperback and 14 99 ebook. Order your copy today by going to ButterflyWorkshops.com. That's ButterflyWorkshops.com for your copy of Sex and Happiness.
2: We're back with Sex and Happiness. Again, I'm Laurie Handlers, and I'm interviewing a woman who is a heart-activated woman. She's a lover of life, author, and empowerment coach for women. And um, Jane is talking about educating and empowering us as women to surrender to our own desires and pleasure. And that's not an easy task. I know this because I do the same. So I do it for women and men. So Jane, what really do, you know, when your husband said to you, you know, you, it's not fair that you just keep dumping this on me. Like, let's talk about the projections that women project onto men.
1: Yeah. Um, so I, one of my warnings is around abandonment Mm. and it was just through childhood. Um, and so I had these expectations that men need to show up for me a certain way and that they need to be strong. They need to be fully present and conscious and emotionally in tune. Um, you know, like just, the full spectrum, like Prince Charming, um, <laughs> in a way, yeah. Like, I wouldn't say Prince and I me, mean, I probably want a king, king um, okay. Good, yeah. But I felt like at the time it was this like he has to be financially stable, had to be strong, resilient, all the traits of the masculine, as well as having all the traits of the feminine, so fully integrated men but I wasn't the fully integrated woman. So I projected a lot of that onto my husband and even just men around me. Um, and at one point I just felt this sadness within mm-hmm. of how much of that was missing inside me. And there's, I felt for men, I, I do. And I, 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 I don't know how they do it. <laughs> I don't know how they put up with us. Um, they don't they, either.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, um, I'm sure there's you know lots of protections for men or how women should, you should be and should show up as well. But for me, you know, I I wrote in the post around you know we have different like these double standards for men and women that women can be emotional and it's okay because she's a woman yet men, when they emotional, then they were told to step up to man up and do it with it. Or, yeah. you know, or, you know, we talk about pleasure. Like when a woman self pleasure, um, that it's empowering. It's such a new movement now. This is for men. If he masturbates a lot, then there's something wrong with him. If a woman reads erotica, then it's, it's sexy. It's fun. But then, when a man watches porn, then he's gets shamed. So there's a lot of double standards happening in society, mm-hmm. and I could really feel for a lot of men because they're beautiful creatures. We just don't see them for who they are, and we forget. Like even for me, like I had to own up to projecting a lot of stuff on my husband, and did not see what an amazing person that he showed up for me in our relationship um what he's brought to the table
2: so have you do you feel that you've um obviously you've been together for 10 years yeah um do you feel that you've you know made it up to him or
1: reconciled the book so to speak since you have come awake um i'm still on this journey with you to be honest and we're still working through um, a lot of stuff and, you know, I, I start seeing him so, so say, differently now. Like, I feel like my heart just opens up so much to welcome him in mm-hmm. versus before. You know, we talk a lot about that men want to fix, but women want to fix too. I, I knew that, you know, in the past when my husband came to me and he's like, Oh, you know, I just felt this way. I instantly went to fixing because it's such a masculine thing to do. This is these days for me just about being present and just really open and trust, trust that he's so capable, trust that this is his journey and it's okay exactly where he is and I don't have to fix him. That he has, he doesn't have to be a certain way. And it right. took a lot of work for me to come to this point when I just go, I love you for who you are.
2: So nice, so good. So, yeah, what you're saying is, like, we expect men to be um, strong and powerful and protective and provide security, and at the same time, we want them to have feelings and be present and really skilled lovers and all this stuff, and and then and good husbands and fathers and breadwinners, and then we also. We want to fix them, we want to baby them, we want to. <laughs> the
1: we, whole um, lot.
2: Yeah. We want to tell them how to dress and tell them how to eat and tell them this and tell them that. And then we want to make them wrong for some porn or some, you know, self pleasure or whatever they're doing. We we The thing is, we can't have it both ways. Now, even with the Me Too movement, uh. you know, that's where there's a lot of people like voicing their. Um, you know, their inner terror and their inner anger yeah. and their inner um, dis, I mean, way more than displeasure, like impatience for holding on to the stories for so long and for yeah. tolerating it. And some people actually didn't have a choice. And so all yeah. this anger and hostility is coming out. And men who really just want to make women happy, you know, who tried and maybe they kissed someone and she didn't like it. I'm not talking about men who are perpetrators. I'm talking about like average men who we were brought up that they're supposed to make the first move. We were brought up that they're supposed to push and like try to feel us up or whatever they, you know, and that it's all there. It was all their job to do all this. They were supposed to know. Mm. And and these men are like shuddering in fear that somebody's going to point a finger at them and call them a perpetrator. Um, a perp, a pervert, yeah. a wanker, you know, <laughs> all yeah. these things. And, you know, not all men Why? have have perpetrated. And if they have, they didn't, they were just being guys like they didn't know. And yeah. and a lot of times we didn't tell them and some of it we expected. So it's so hard to bridge this right now. And I, I yeah. see your piece as, I see your writing and what you stand for as calling forth Mm. in women the ability to take some of this masculine on, healthy masculine on for themselves and let some men off the hook, let them breathe.
1: Yeah. Just let them breathe for once in their life. There's just so much expectations and talking about the Me Too, like I resonate with that because in the past um, I was sexually molested as well. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, I had to take responsibility in a way like that I now I'm a grown woman and I don't need to general generalize that all men are penetrators. that for me to feel safe, that makes sense. I just feel like, you know, now that I'm actually a growing woman, I can actually support myself through all of this. Um, the me too for me, I believe is supposed to be about bringing more accountability to, you know, from the masculine. Um, but at the same time, it does so many damage as well because now men are, like you said, deeply scared, um, we want this dark masculine. We want to be able to surrender. Yet we, at the same time, we resent what that force can do to the feminine.
2: Well, here's the thing: we want the dark masculine when it's awake, and yes. aware, and present. Then we want to be ravished. You know, mm. we read not romance novels where you know the yeah. strong, tough guy comes in and swe- you know kidnaps yeah sweeps her off her feet i mean these are those books that sell the most books in the whole world
1: yep 50 shades of (laughs) gray yes yeah
2: and that even i mean you know some people think that was a good book anyway um (laughs) the the, uh but the thing is it 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 woke uh women up to some to being able to say some things they desire Mm. like that they never were able to put words to before or were ashamed to say 50 shades opened up a whole marketing niche of paraphernalia for bdsm and people talking about it and meetup groups but here's the thing what we really want is a present man to take us to our deepest desires and so we've got to trust that man and we can't trust that man if we don't have trust
1: Within ourselves.
2: Yeah. I mean, we have to have trust. It's a choice. I have to do enough healing in myself that I trust whatever space I walk into Mm. and whatever I agree to. And I also have to trust that I know how to say no and I can exercise that.
1: Mm. Yeah. I think it's accountability on both sides. You know, I look at the Me Too and the generalization of men as, you know, it's this. It's the same as you know. We goes back in time into like women are sluts if they dress us in way like we we do the opposite to men of what they did to us like a thousand of years ago. Right. And the suppression. I, I truly believe that. Um, feminine movement is not supposed to be at the detrimental of male empowerment. It's supposed to be bringing in harmony and union so that we can rise together.
2: Right. And what you're saying, I mean, I just want to say here, what you're pointing out is if women were more aware and more related and more conscious of communication, et cetera, which has always been attributed to women mm. then we are the one, we are the only ones who are going to be able to go into the kind of flow that's needed to heal the whole thing here.
1: Yes, absolutely. Like,
2: you know, there are men who want to join us, but I don't think they're going to be leading this. This is like, this is us. This is on us to yeah. to uh, go to the elevated place of saying, you know, I forgive you. I forgive my past. I forgive mm. those that trespass me. And I have the wherewithal to open my heart, like to what you said to yeah. me earlier before we started recording, to crack my heart open, yeah and and love these people,
1: yeah
2: um, because I love that part of me because I love yeah. that masculine this I love the dark masculine in me,
1: yeah, and I feel like you know one of the experiences I share with my husband um was when I journeyed through. My feminine archetypes and go deep into her. Then I realize how powerful she really is. And at time, it was like too powerful, even for me sometimes, because mm-hmm. it's like the depth of the ocean. You could just go deeper and deeper. Yeah. And yet we ask men to hold us like this whole ocean. They they haven't yet traveled through their own feminine. <laughs> we want them to hold us. <laughs> It's just so ridiculous. It's you know. And do you have you read any David Data? Yes. Oh, love, love, love. So you know, he says, for a
2: man to try and control a woman is like a man trying to like steer the ocean. No, yes. you only steer the boat. You don't you can <laughs> 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 the ocean. No. But let me give you some imagery that might. Let me give this to you and everyone listening that might be helpful when we consider the masculine and feminine principles. If you consider holding us like a cauldron the masculine being a cauldron that's holding water not the ocean necessarily let's break it down into smaller chunks a cauldron holding water the feminine principle is the water the flow the masculine is the container holding it but listen the feminine is also the fire underneath the cauldron that's boiling the water so the feminine gets like two roles here, <laughs> the ign- the ignition and the actual flow and the male just like holds it. Like really like holds it, you know, without judgment, just holds it like just present, like watching out. I mean, and there's some imagery that you could use. Cause I think trying to get the cauldron around the ocean is a little too big. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, everything. Yes. To what you're saying, everything. So um, we're going to take another break here and we come back. Uh, We're going to tell people how they can get in touch with you, how they can see your writings, you know, where they can go to find the piece I saw. Actually, maybe we could offer them. We should just think about this for a moment on the break, um, how we could offer them. If they, you know, call me or write me or call you or write you and get a copy of the of the piece that you wrote because it's so powerful. I think some people will probably respond, so let's look at that in the next segment yeah. so you're listening to sex and happiness. I'm Laurie Handlers, and uh I had dental work today, so if I'm talking a little funny, <laughs> it's because my mouth is still a little numb, but I'm having the best conversation with Jane about the masculine, feminine, the archetypes and how it's important inside us to heal these uh, principles so that they can operate together within us and then we can operate outside, you know, with others in, in a healthy way. So we'll be right
3: back. If you're a woman, who could use a little zest and zing in your arousal response, or maybe you know women or a woman who could use this, because many women say that their feelings of desire, arousal, and sexual satisfaction don't happen as naturally or as often as they'd like. So I want to tell you about Zestra, because Zestra was developed to meet this much-needed option for women. Uh, Zestra Safe and a patented blend of botanical oils and extracts and is created to help women have increased sexual sensations. Zestra comes in convenient single dose personal packets. Each packet keeps the essential arousal oils and extracts free, fresh, and safe from light. And with application of Zestra, it starts to work within three to five minutes. And at about ten minutes, there's something called the Zestra Rush. And that can last up to about 45 minutes. The great news is that Zestra can be used as frequently as you like during each sexual experience. Now, I'm somebody who believes that all women deserve sexual satisfaction. That's why I do this show, in case you hadn't noticed. So I believe that men and women deserve sexual satisfaction. So if you're a woman who isn't getting that kind of arousal response that you want, please call 877-426-8047. That's 877-426-8047. And please remember to say you heard about Zestra from Laurie Handlers on the Sex and Happiness show.
0: Many times on Sex and Happiness, you've heard Laurie talk about emotional release and how important it is. Well, now you can do emotional release in the privacy of your own home. In Laurie's CD, Shamanic Release and Lottie Han, she creates a safe and sacred space in which you can do the powerful work Lori is known for in her sacred sexuality courses. Lori sets you up with the proper positioning and breathing. Then she guides you through each emotional state to the beat of tribal African rhythms. This CD provides an easy way to do emotional clearing work on a regular basis. Order your copy of Shamanic Release and Lottie Han today and watch your relationships walk free of emotional baggage. To order the Shamanic Release and Lottie Han CD by Lori Handlers, go to www.butterflyworkshops.com right now.
2: Do you want to deepen your intimacy while being on the perfect vacation? I'm talking about an all-inclusive vacation with a nude beach, a prude beach, and award-winning food, entertainment, and service. In really fun classes each day, I'll take you into enhanced communication, intimacy skills, and sensuality. I also offer private sessions by appointment in sex magic, G-spot stimulation, female ejaculation, and men's ejaculation choice. Oh, and I'll have my Sibian there, too, so you can experience the Sibian in a private learning session. There's many barriers to be dropped and a new freedom to be learned by accompanying me to this vacation. When? October 13th to the 20th, 2018. Where? Hedonism Two Resort, Negril Beach, Jamaica. For more information, write to me, laurie at butterflyworkshops.com or to book, call Tom's Trips at 800-285-0853. That's 800-285-0853. Book now while rooms last and tell them you are among my group. Be among the wonderful people who will be joining me this year. I can't wait to be with you in Jamaica. this is sex and happiness and my handlers and I'm interviewing Jane. I'm not saying I don't want to like butcher her last Jane. Say your name again. Um, It's Jane Nguyen. Yeah. I don't think I can ever pronounce it like that. (laughs) It looks like Nguyen. (laughs) So I'm just telling people that so they can picture it. Um, I'm sure if I have some Vietnamese listeners, they know exactly how you're pronouncing it. And probably I do have some, but, I don't know for sure um anyway uh Jane what do you if you had you know if you had to give a tip you know like a major tip here to to the to our audience what where would you tell them to start besides reading something of yours you know yeah. what action would you tell them to
1: take to 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 heal this divide hmm um I often journal a lot, and um, I remember one of the exercises that I um, journal. And I'm going to actually give two. So two exercises. One which is just sit down, um, with your journal, and really like write down all that you ever desire. Like no judgment, no criticism. Just write everything out, and then just. And then go through the list and look at what have you given it to yourself. It could be some self-love, it could be, you know, doing bubble baths or take care, whatever it might be. And then look at the list and see what are the areas that you're projecting onto men. Because until we get really clear on our projections, we can't work on them. So that's one of the exercises I did.
2: So, um, and what, so it's writing down everything that you want, like all your desires or like things that feel missing in your life, like, or all of
1: that. This is all of that. So everything that you ever desire. Okay. And obviously for a lot of women, some of them that they get to experience already and some of them they haven't. So it's important to acknowledge what you've given to yourself. So you highlight those that you have done for yourself. And then look at the list and look at what are the projections you have towards men, towards other people you haven't yet given to yourself. So for example, if you write down in, you know, I, um, I desire to have lots and lots of support around me. And if you feel like that is something you haven't given to yourself and you then question, so who do I expect to give that support to me? And so it's about owning your projections, owning what you requested from other people that you haven't yet given to yourself and then, you know, make a plan to give it to yourself.
2: Wow. That's great. So that you don't need it for, see, I, like I still agree with you. I didn't know, you know, when I took Tantra, when I yeah. took, first started studying Tantra, six years later, I woke up, into some new state which i didn't really know how to describe and then i realized that it was my masculine and feminine married to themselves and what i got the first the first um awareness that i got from that was being able to say well i'm complete within myself and so now anything i get from the outside is just icing on the bonus yeah and I didn't need anything from the outside anymore. I didn't need anything from men. I really didn't need anything from women. I didn't need anything. I was just like totally self-sufficient. And that changed all my relationships. Mm. I don't have like a husband and haven't had a husband. So I've had many men in my life,
0: mm.
2: my lovers, and uh, I don't need anything from them. And when I found realized I didn't need anything from them, things were just so much better with them. Like I have these deep uh, relationships that are so wonderful. My current one being the best of all. I mean, just being a person who like totally gets me. So beautiful. Yeah, it feels so good to be able to say that and and to know that it's deep within and that he's just a reflection of who I am.
1: That's a beautiful I, I think you know I I've so resonate with you because that's what happened to me when I actually own my projections I realized actually I have the power I don't because when you asking other people to give to you what you need then the power's are in their hands not yeah, yours. right <laughs> and they don't want it they don't want it because there's so much responsibility with that Um, So when I realized there's so much power within me and it's going back in, like just unlocking the door and open up to so much potency within um, men start showing up very differently, you know, and it just so much freer within myself, within the relationships I have with men around me. Just so, so beautiful to experience that.
2: Yeah, it's great. Really, really great. So, so, could I ask you,
1: are, are, is a lot of your writing about this? Um, yeah, so I use the journal a lot, and then now I actually start sharing more on social media. Um, and I'm in the process of redesigning my website as well. So, I'm claiming my power in this space, and I definitely want to show up more in this space for both men and women. Yeah.
2: Wonderful, really wonderful. So, how do people find your writings? I know you're journaling. But how can they find it? Is it, do you have a compilation? Or you have, do you have a book of poetry? Um, is it just like they can follow you somewhere on Facebook? How can they find out more about what you're writing? Because I'm going to just say right here, people need to read what you're writing. <laughs> so I want them to find it.
1: Yeah. Um, so there's a few ways. So you can, um, I'm not sure whether, you know, on your website, if you want more than happy, I'm more than happy for you to share it on your website. People can come and read it. Mm. Um, you can, you know, you can go and follow me on my personal page or business page, um, is Jane Wynn. So facebook.com slash Jane, J A N E dot. Wyn, which is N G U Y E N one nine eight seven. Um, and you'll find me. And so I just got the pronunciation
2: Wynn. Yes. Perfect. I can't believe I got it. It's like my ears made a distinction. <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only person whose name I haven't been able to pronounce. I'm pretty good usually, but this time this was a tongue twister for me, especially also because I had dental work. So yeah, like you've that. got dental work as well. So we just <laughs> we'll just blame <playing> that. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So people can follow your page on Facebook and yeah. and and then Jane dot win
1: one nine eight seven is what? Is that that's your email? Um say so, or just email me at Jane at dot com dot AU.
2: Okay. All right, wonderful. All right, well, I definitely want your readings to be um, circulated, actually go viral. I'm happy to put something on my web page and also to um, spread you know I can take that post and share in like you know thirty or forty groups. I feel people should see that it was it just was too powerful to let it pass. Um, Jane, thank you thanks for being my guest today on Sex and Happiness. Um, tell your husband, I said, hi, I'm glad he hung in there. <laughs> um, me too. <laughs> I'm
1: super grateful that he's hanging around still. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and um, you have a daughter, don't you?
1: Yes, I do. We've got a 21-month-old daughter.
2: Yeah. So, you know, f- for her sake too. I, first of all, I'm glad you came to your to your, uh, awarenesses. Second of all, I'm glad he stuck around. And, um, I, she has a chance. She has a chance of having some, uh, some rational feelings. Everyone gets traumatized. So, you know, by hook or crook, we can't, parents can prevent that,
1: but yeah, we can't be perfect parents. It's just at the end of the day, I'm sure, you know, she'll, she'll learn from my mistakes and she will have her own journey as well. Exactly. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's why my husband and I are on this journey, um, separately as well as together, because we really want to be the leading examples for, the, for our daughter and to teach her what love really is. Mm-hmm. Um, not just the traditional, like, you know, you need to be rescued or you don't need men. They none of that. It's just pure unconditional love from within.
2: So great. Really. Thank you, Jane. Thank you so very much. Thanks for being a stand for that. So everybody, I hope you enjoyed this show. I certainly did. I can't uh, stress enough how much I agree with this and hopefully you got something and learned something from it. And of course, there's always more to do on the uh, masculine feminine. We're going to have more by the way. Uh, My next guest is going to be Bruce Lyon who does a whole, yeah, Bruce Bruce does a whole thing on masculine, feminine, light, dark, um, and why love is the the answer. And it's such a great paradigm that Bruce talks about. So he's going to be next up on sex and happiness. And I'm very excited about that. I've been trying to get Bruce as my guest for no less than seven years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He finally said yes.
2: Yeah, he finally said yes. He finally said he actually is... He's showing up to the show with bells. He's really excited (laughs) at this point to talk about um, what he's setting up in terms of living temples and how he sees um, the masculine and feminine serving each other in love. So anyway, so I'm going to sign off now for Sex and Happiness. Love you all, my audience. I wouldn't do this without you. There would be no reason. You give me the reason and the motivation to keep bringing... People who are making the shift on this planet and are helping people get sexier and happier, that's all there is to it. So this is Lori Handler signing off. Thank you so much for today.
1: Thank you for joining us today for Sex and Happiness. To learn more about Lori and her work, please go to ButterflyWorkshops.com or follow her on Twitter or Facebook. You can send her an email
0: at happiness at gmail.com. We'll see you again right here next week for another edition of Sex and Happiness.
2: I want to talk to you about the craziest and most inventive sex toy or sex enhancement that I've come upon in a long time. It's called Love Writer, L-U-V-R-Y-D-R. That's L-U-V-R-Y-D-R, Love Rider. So I know the couple that invented it. They never intended to invent it. They stumbled upon it. And isn't that how most things go in life? The subtitle to Love Rider is Grab the Bar and Ride Your Lover Wild. And I want to tell you that I've had multiple experiences with Love Rider. I've taken it all around the world and I've had lovers experience it. I've given it to them overnight and told them to come back and tell me, their experience with it, and every one of them comes back with a raving report. It's a harness that the person receiving puts around their shoulders, either forwards or backwards, whatever. It depends on what position you want to use the love rider in. And the person who's giving, the penetrator, takes the handlebar like they're riding a horse and they lean back and they get amazing angles of penetration from using this device. It's hard to describe, but I want to encourage you to go there and look it up. Listen, my lover gave it a five and a half stars out of five. That's all I got to say. So go to loverider.com and look for this beautiful invention. And you can use my name if you call them, or you can use my code Butterfly Workshops, letting them know that you heard about Love Rider through me. That's loverider.com, L-U-V-R-Y-D-R. As a sex and happiness coach, I understand that increased sexual participation intensifies sexual responsiveness and desire, as well as overall health and well-being. My experience with the Sibian has personally increased my sexual response, and I can now train women to use this machine to have peak orgasms as often as possible. I strongly believe this will add to their health and well-being whether they have a partner or not. The beauty and the miracle of the human body is that it adapts and changes much more rapidly than people change their beliefs or their opinions. The Sibian can make any woman's body more resilient with each peak orgasm. Sibian is an amazing experience, often described as the Lamborghini of sex toys. If you're a woman and you can get yourself to look at Sibian, you should do so. It won't take away from your partner. It will only add, trust me on this, I love my Sibian. Go to com. That's S-Y-B-I-A-N.com. Or call 1-800-253-6135. That's 800-253-6135. And say, Lori Handler told you about Sibian. And by the way, if you do have a partner, ask about Venus for Men. That's Venus, V-E-N-U-S, for Men.